Hello, welcome everyone. Um, thank you for joining another episode of the Chit Cat Podcast. We have a lovely topic, you know, what has love got to do with it? Got to do with it. Um, so we've got a um, lovely set of guests here. We have Marcel, first Hi. time she's been on our show. Hello, Marcel. And we have all the way from the other side of the pond. Um, it's sometimes warmer, but I think it's quite warm here now. We have nature Hello. as well. And, you know, there's the, uh, you know, with these lovely guests, we have some, you know, two guys you might have heard. Hello, everybody. There's one called Junior. And there's some other, you know, some other chap called Malik. Uh, you might have heard of Hello, him. hello, hello. So now we've uh, now you've heard everyone's voices. Um, we're gonna we're gonna go you know two footed tackle straight into the first icebreaker question. So, and I want a one word answer. Who falls quicker for the other, guys or girls? We're gonna go with Nasia um, first. Guys. Oh, interesting. What was the question? Junior. <laughs> there's always one um who falls quicker um for the other guys or girls guys okay um marcel oh guys oh is it is it is it you know, guys has got a clean sweep here because I'll, I'll have to go with guys as well. So, okay, that icebreaker question is actually on topic because we have a very interesting um, topic to look at and it's actually the title of the episode. It's also the first question. Why do you think people struggle to give or receive love today? So, we're going to go firstly with Malik. So, why do you think people struggle to give or receive love? Um, well, the reason I think people struggle to give and receive love is due to fear and insecurities. Um, and I think this is evident from the fact that at the start of people's lives, when they're a child or a toddler, they're like really loving. They love to like go to everyone. They like to hug people. They love to say hello. Then as you get older and you develop like problems or you like might get rejected or someone's mean to you, you begin to like second guess yourself and question stuff and you might create pictures or scenarios of what might happen how things can go wrong and because of that fear as you grow up uh, into a, a late teenager or adult that stays with you and then when you go into serious relationships or situations then because of those fears and things that are still in your head it affects you and then um, even though someone could be kind to you and loving to you, you always have that hesitation, thinking, "Ah, oh, is it real or is it not?" And then you can just like not know what to do. Mm, okay, interesting. Marcel, what would you say? What do you? Why do you think people struggle to give or receive? So I kind of broke it down them? into three main sections. I think. People struggle to give love because they either don't know what real love is because they didn't grow up with it. Um, and then they end up having this warped view of how to give it to other people. But then also in like a modern world, mm. I think it's it's filled with distractions. So 
We have everything from work, phones, YouTube, social media, TV, all of these things that have now become people's friends. And everything is designed to be a lone activity in a way where it keeps us dialed in for profit and advertising instead of building genuine relations with people. Um, and so it reminds me、oh. of this Netflix show the other day, actually, that said that there's an algorithm connected to our phones. Designed to ping or send notifications to us when we haven't been active for a while, and that's not for our own mental health. It's for <laughs> or our or our well-being, <laughs> but it's to make money and grab our attention away from real-life people. So then we don't actually have the opportunity to build genuine, loving friendships with people because we're just so busy.、Um, and then actually, I thought I was talking to my housemate the other day, and she said. A really big thing at the moment is this self-care culture. So there's a whole new wave where people、mm. are more focused on themselves, and they think that they have to be filled fully with love first before they can give it to other people. And I thought that was a really, really good point because、mm. in real life that doesn't actually work that way. It to have a successful friendship or relationship, you often have to give love even when you don't always. Have feel fully accomplished yourself or fully filled yourself,、um, you know, for the sake of peace、yeah. or keeping friendships or relationships or even to just get closer to people.、Um, and then similar to Malik, I said, when you receive love, people struggle because they've been hurt in the past or they just have less trust. Hmm. Yeah. Thank you very much. That's um. Hmm. That's quite good. Also, as well, if any of you have anything to tag on to anyone says, you know, just feel free because this is quite an interesting, deep subject. And knowing me or knowing you lot, probably you might think of something after someone says something. So feel feel free.、Um, so Naja, why do you think people struggle to give or receive love?、Um, so mine kind of goes with the point Marcel was making. Like today, people are literally so selfish, you know. And to really love someone or to receive love, you have to be selfless and be patient and kind. And it's like all the things you don't see in people anymore. You know, those qualities people don't possess. So in order to like receive true love, they can't do it. You have to be willing to give up yourself.、Um, I also was thinking about it, and、um, I forgot what I was gonna say, but. That was like really my main point with this. That people are so selfish now. It is all about self care. What do I want to do? I don't want to compromise on this. And like working with someone else, people don't truly do that anymore. So I think that's what makes it harder in the times that we live in. Hmm. Yeah. If you if you remember your point later, feel free to <laughs> let us know. Um. So Junior. What do you like? Me and you've had discussions like this back in the good old days of perfect blend before. So, why do you think people struggle well, to give? Well, I'll break up first.、Um, why people struggle to give? I think, not think. I think.、Um, <laughs> I think people have.、Um, I think it's a lot to do with culture.、Um, a lot to do with upbringing.、Um, obviously, there's a, a deep emotional tie. Um, but also a psychological one, a sociological one as well, in a way that depending upon of,、um, of course, where you are born, where you come from, your culture, and things like that, it you might not even see love、um, given to other people in the way that you would expect it, depending on where you come from. So, like certain、uh, regions or certain countries, 
love means to just provide for your family so you give them a place to live clothes to wear food to eat and that's as far as it goes with with others it's like an outpouring so you would give people what you can you show them that you love them by you know emotionally so you would hug them you speak to them in a loving way you're always there for them you have this emotional anchor or support in people when you're growing up but i think the reason why a lot of people struggle with it now is because of the way that the world works unfortunately we're very much and i think nadia mentioned it and i think marcel and malik also mentioned it i think um that whether the world is is that it's very much you have to look self-care look after yourself even if people have shown you what love could be or what love is you're very much having to be focused on yourself so you don't know how to really give it to others because you have to love yourself first but you're never taught to how to love others or you're not told to pull that out to others so you have to look up to yourself first get yourself sorted then maybe worry about everyone else but not necessarily love them just take care of them and i think um another reason why or moving on to receiving love i think it's also the same thing about your upbringing sometimes you might have um especially when you're growing up from being a child to becoming an adolescent obviously your mind goes through a lot of changes your bodies go go through a lot of changes and you can have a lot of um not self-hate but your self-esteem can take a hit at that point because you're made there are things that are happening to you that are making you question who you were before and who you're going to become and obviously it's important to receive love at that at that moment but because of the way the world works there are certain uh, images or presentations given to us of what we should be like what you need to be like you need to if you're a woman you need to mm. look like this woman on instagram you need to be like this woman on instagram you need to be like this woman on youtube and if you're a man it's like if you're not hench you're not a man in it like if you can't bench 150 you're just a weakling and if you're like walking around with glasses and you're being kind you're not a man you're just a little boy like and you're like oh no like which one do i want to be like who do i become so you don't know how to receive kind words much less love when people are saying to you oh you know i really like you as a person as you are you're like oh no but instagram told me i'm supposed to be someone else so how can you love the version of me that i'm that i am now when i'm not supposed to be this i'm supposed to be something else Mm. um i think that's the problem a lot with the way that influencing works we're influenced to believe that what we are now is not what people will love it's what we are supposed to be what's presented to us is what people will love because everybody adores it online or through social media so it's kind of like i can't receive lovers who i am now because i need to achieve the idealistic version of myself which is the person i follow on instagram or i follow on twitter or i, or I watch their youtube videos so when people are telling oh, yeah, you know as you are right now i love you they're like yeah, no you don't because what you're actually seeing is the person i'm supposed to be i think that's a large problem that that's um basically i think society unfortunately and certain systems kind of the reason as to why people struggle to give and or receive love Mm, that's actually yeah that's really really um quite good it's interesting hearing all your your points um for me there's quite quite a few things um one thing i think is well I'll, i'll hit on them so three main sort of bullet points um ease self-sabotage and broccoli and donuts so i know what you are thinking about what what broccoli and donuts i'll get to that bit um 
So, first of all, when it comes to ease, like um, was been mentioned, we live in an age with social media. It's never been easier to be selfish. Um, and also as well, we all are to a degree, but um, for example, people tell you, oh, you need to do this X, Y, and Z. And I remember what a CEO told me, and it was amazing. He said, just like in the old days, um, back in the, in the Bible, Pharisees added things onto the law that wasn't there. We've been given a perfect manual of how to live our life. But humans are the ones that add extra things onto it. So, oh, you need to do this before, you know, you're able to, like um, I think Marcel was saying, because when people hear love, some people automatically, oh no, we're not necessarily just talking about relationships, because any good relationship is a friendship. So you could have, um, you know, be friends with people, even friends with those of the same gender, or, you know, in your local area or far away. People are very reluctant, for example, when it comes to giving gifts. People are oh, I don't know if I'll give that gift because they'll think this, or if I do this, that means that that person's going to think this. Um, and then that sort of ties to what has been mentioned before, because maybe people in the past, because they're not used to receiving love, they react very harshly. I know myself, for example, um, a few years ago, gave a gift to someone. I understood why they reacted a certain way, but um, speaking to uh, you know a bit more, a wise, uh, more wise friend, they said maybe that person's just not used to receiving nice things, um, and it's easier to be harsh. Oh, I don't need no one. Like, why are you giving me a gift? Why is this person? You know, I can do things on my own. I don't need you. You know, oh, I need to reach. I think we need to remember that life isn't a game. You don't need to access this level before you get this sort of upgrade. Um, you know, as was mentioned, think life isn't always as it seems in the movies or on social media. And I think everyone, what's funny is everyone seems to agree to that, but then everyone lives their life how it is on social media. Um, we see a lot of people, ironically, all the people who are giving the advice on social media, the ones that actually have very terrible personal lives. Um, I even saw recently one woman talking about um a celebrity who i won't name and they said you know one thing about this woman is she'll leave a relationship when she's not happy there's a difference between you know different relationships but this woman's been engaged multiple times you have to start asking questions if like there's actually something you can do better um it's like a footballer going from club to club to club and not scoring a single goal and then he's like, yeah, the clubs are just the worst ones, you know, I had to leave them. You have to start asking questions, can I do better? And I don't think, the world asks questions, can you do better? But only when it comes to doing things for yourself. Um, let's go to the self-sabotage. Some people aren't, I was watching a program yesterday actually, and it actually showed this. Um, when people are on an opportunity that's risk, it's easier to not have the risk. So for example, you there's someone you're actually genuinely interested in, but it's weird because you don't know how things go. You're emotionally like you're, you know, you could potentially be upset or hurt by this. So the easiest thing to do is, I'll just not do anything. And then, you know, I'll just, you know, as the, 
as a lot of people say, oh, you know, the vibes and stuff like that, and oh, just let it be. Because then when it goes wrong, in your head you can be like, see, I knew it wasn't going to work out. But that's like having a building that you need to make, a house, and then not mixing any of the concrete. And then being like, well, you know, I, I just left the building and see, the building didn't put itself up. If it was supposed to happen, it would have happened. The building would have, you know, mixed the concrete itself, put it on all of the um, bricks and, you know, put all the electric in and stuff like that, which isn't very realistic if you look at it like that. Um, and then still going on in terms of giving, the, the donut and the broccoli example, when you have, um, if you had the option between a donut and a broccoli, you're most likely going to be going for that donut because it looks it looks quite juicy. And if you've got scent, you'll have it with a glass of milk. Um, and then you've got that compared to um, the broccoli. I mean, it's healthy. You know it's healthy, but yeah, I'm not really trying to eat that. And sometimes as well, what else can happen? When it comes to people, sometimes we go for people that we know, we, we deep down know we shouldn't really go for, or not suited to us. And also as well in the program I was watching yesterday, this woman was um, saying to another person on the program how she met her husband. And the she was saying, oh, she was at work, she met this guy. And she said, this guy was like so handsome. All the, all the women, any woman would want to be with him. And, and then the other character was like, oh, so that's how you met your husband? She said, no. Um, there was this other guy who worked there. And, you know, he 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 wasn't really my type at all or anything. But she said um, his personality was very different from hers. But they mixed. Um, and then, you know, so that's in a relationship way. But also in a friendship way, there might be some people who are good for us. But if we hold on to the toxic things, it's only going to make us, make it harder for us to give. And linking to the receiving love some people don't feel that they're enough so if you've always experienced experience sorry bad things you're it, it, you know every time someone says you know we've probably um all been involved in this you know maybe someone um actually not this okay um when i was at school we had um people who played basketball and what they tried to do is they do like a fake throw with a basketball to make you flinch after a while you stop flinching um because you're like okay but if every time they did that they threw the basketball at my face i'm pretty sure i would be like yeah i would flinch even if they weren't going to throw it so linking that back to receiving if every time you've experienced any form of friendship or relationship or love and the person who's giving it to you there's some sort of toxic thing linked to them you're going to be very cautious about taking it in the future but yeah it's some people don't feel enough past scars and they just feel unworthy so it's quite a load of things all mixed into one to be honest yeah that's what i think about um giving and receiving so does any anyone have anything else they'd like to add regarding that well i have a question Go on. What type of love do people need? Because it really depends mm. sometimes on what you see as a fulfilling receipt of love, you know? Some people are great mm. with just 
giving and people saying thank you other people are think oh that's not enough they should give back to me it's you know so how do you personally like to receive love I know for like myself like quality time is really important to me you know like I don't prefer I don't like a lot of gifts and stuff you know like just someone that sits and listens or you can talk and stuff that to me is like more meaningful than anything else Mm-hmm. What about what about you, Millie? Um, I think I'm, I'm I do love quality quality time. I think that's very important for me. But um, it's also the fact if if someone listens and picks up on small details, because then that, that kind of shows that they care. Um, like uh, there was an example of this. I had a friend. This was um back in secondary school, and. Like uh, there was like a like a necklace where it's like made out of seashells. I'm like, oh wow, that's so cool. And so like, if I went on holiday, I'll I'll get one of those. And then they went on holiday mm. to Madeira, and they came back. This was like so I must have said this probably like year ten, and they went on holiday in like year eleven. It's like a whole year's passed. And it was like, oh, I got a gift for you. And I was like, oh, cool. Well, I didn't know wasn't expecting anything. And it's like, here you go. And they was like, yeah, because I remember you said this one time, and I know you really liked it. So it's just like, wow, the fact that the person cared so much and was actually like, not just hearing the words I was saying, but listening to it. And they they, mm. they found what I was saying important, even more than what I was saying or thinking about it myself. Mm. So yeah, that's that's really important to me. Mm, that's really, really nice. What about you, Junior? Um, I think it's, for, for me, what kind of love would I really want? Someone who's just like there, um, is kind of like a pillar for me um, or an anchor kind of helps keep me in place um, helps me kind of just to be the best kind of person I can be like a, um, a support mechanism really someone I can sounds a bit generic or whatever or a cop out but yeah someone I can kind of just kind of like a shoulder to lean on type thing um, someone who helps me just be the best person I can be I think that's the kind of love that I'd be really wanting or um, I think was, would be beneficial to me um, not just like a oh like you're great because you like tell jokes or your cooking is the best that's why I love you it's like oh you know those are great things but something a, a little bit more deeper than that someone who's just like yeah someone who just really supports me and wants to make me the best person I can be or helps me be the best person I can be hmm okay I'll, I'll stop yeah well you know <laughs> um <laughs> <laughs> Well, what about you, Yeah, Marcel? I think I'm definitely, like, similar to you guys. It's the smaller moments, I think, are so much more important than gifts, only to me personally. Like, everyone has a different type of love language. But it's it shows that person generally wants to be around you, and you get to spend time with them, and they understand you. So a lot of it, when I think I did one of those online quiz things, it was <laughs> um, communication. <laughs> and quality time were the highest ones Mm. because I think that's how you connect with people and I think that's why it's so interesting with the whole give or receive love thing because sometimes we're giving love to people but it just may not be in the way that they want or they need so then to them Mm. it seems like you're not giving enough of love but really it's just everyone's different everyone has a different type of love that they want so we have to keep that in mind as well I think Mm, I think appealing to people's love language is um, very important because it's um, well, yeah. I, okay, 
the different athletes in school we were learning that need different things so a sumo wrestler has a different diet to a track runner but for example if you gave what would be a good meal for a track runner to a sumo wrestler it, the sumo wrestler would be looking at you like what are you doing and also as well the same way if you gave what a sumo wrestler would need to a track runner it wouldn't be good so similar with the love language it's not one size fits all so it's not a case of oh yeah you know at least i did this for this person so they should be grateful because everyone as marcel said has a different love language i think for me one real main key thing is effort um i think because from what i've experienced it's very so we unfortunately we live in a world where people actually are quite okay at receiving um in terms of like um they'll quite gladly receive effort and stuff from you but when it comes to maybe giving back they're not very good at that um or sometimes they don't care enough to do more with that because i've seen people who <clears throat> you know admit that they're not good at giving um but they actually do put an effort in um but yeah effort for me is very key because i um well, similar to me there was one um experience um i don't drink much alcohol um very 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 rarely someone got me a drink and it was non-alcoholic and even that small detail was really it means a lot because anybody can, if you think about it in theory anyone can give gifts anyone can you know get you this or get you that but it's more about someone paying attention someone in a way in different ways showing that they for me showing that they care about me um and also as well they don't let their pride or fear get in the way um i think it's a comp- yeah effort because that incorporates you know listening as well is a really big thing actually just like many said listening not just hearing and um, we live in a world where a lot of people hear things but they don't really listen um yeah i think those things are really good because then you it's like giving someone a platform you give someone a platform to be themselves be happy and then they can start being able to give love and stuff like that or because the danger is sometimes people can make others feel bad for giving a lot of love um and then that's a whole another thing as well so yeah it's um quite interesting when it comes to giving and receiving yeah and on the point of like understanding your love language i will say i think it takes time to like get to know yourself a little bit better you know before mm. you can fully understand what you need and what it is you like like an example i um like dated this brother like a few years ago right but i was like a lot younger whatever and the way he wanted to give love and the way i wanted to receive love was completely different like he liked buying things you know and like um financially being supportive like to him like being able to take care of a family like going to work and stuff that was love for him you know but mm. my dad was like that and like growing up i would want i like wanted my dad to be home more you know and like hang out with us more and stuff like that just to spend quality time or like cook a meal together so i was like i think it's more important to understand like how you grew up and how that shaped your love language and then mm. realizing if you're like ever talking to someone or like interested in someone realizing like mm, this might not work out because i expect to be loved this way and 
not that the person's bad or anything, but that's not the way they, you know, interpret love. Mm. And it's 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 a good and it's um this is why it's not a case of oh I want to be single so I don't need to work on it because you can do this in friendships. You can think of oh you know especially now we're currently um, as of recording we're in a pandemic time, so we all need encouragement. And the best way to encourage people isn't by just thinking oh I'm going to do whatever I want to be able to encourage others. It's to be able to think okay what would be able to encourage this person how could I make this person feel good and you know thinking of others but also as well I think a lot of people are held back by fear because maybe for example you heard you know um, years later oh I was going to be friends with this person but they looked quite mean or I thought this about them or oh I was interested in this person but I never actually said or I gave hints or and that just goes into you know we've all seen enough TV programs to know where where people who give hints and you just like want to slap the main character because mm-hmm. like j- just say just say it with your chest and then ironically we'll say that we'll be angry with the main character but then we'll literally probably go and message someone and do the exact same thing so yeah that's um a whole a whole thing as well yeah it's quite interesting and also as well comfort zones when it comes to giving and receiving love because when it whatever form of love it is whether it's your family friends a stranger or you're in a relationship when you put yourself out there you make yourself vulnerable and a lot of people it's easier to be in your comfort zone like oh no but I'm because for example your comfort zone could be something that stops it to you so oh um, you know this love language doesn't cooperate with mine but it's you know it's easier it's easier for me to be with this because I know how this goes but for example when we do um, experience or we interact with someone we're like wow this actually might be very good for me but then going back to the self-sabotaging what I was saying earlier finally my brain's starting to work a bit um, we can try and find faults so for example oh yeah but you know this sister's actually younger than me oh this brother's um, younger than me this sister's taller than me I'm not sure about that oh yeah but did you see the sister actually writes with her left hand so I'm, I'm, I'm not sure about that oh yeah th- th- this guy you know I don't like how he kicks the football you see he, he, it's at a 90 degree angle and I like it at um, 85 degrees so all these sort of things um, it's about being realistic and sometimes we can become perfectionists because in a way that's just us self-sabotaging and trying to not get out of our comfort zone. Um, so sometimes you actually have to be like, okay, you know, oh, this person's nice, but I don't know how to talk to them. And this is talking about just normal friendships. Oh, I'd like to be this person's friend. I don't know them. The only way you're going to be able to do it, just like talking about building a house, you have to put effort into it. Let me let me go out, reach out, let me do something for them. Or in friendships, sometimes people are like, oh, well, you know, if this friend continue, if it isn't, it won't. It's like rowing a boat. You have to continue rowing. You can't just get to some point in the river and say, we're going to stop now. And, you know, if we're meant to get there, we're going to get to the end. That's just, yeah, that's just not how the real world goes. So, um, is is that everyone all all got all their thoughts out regarding that question? I think so. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. All right. So, 
Um, we will we will get out of that two-footed tackle into our first question. And now we will cha-char in over to Junior, who's got another then, So, moving away a little bit, <clears throat> actually completely, to be honest. Although it's inherently linked. Anyway, I'll get on to this question. Um, <laughs> moving on from speaking about giving and receiving love mm-hmm. and the ways that that can manifest itself into, what would you say makes a true friend or what makes the friendships meaningful to you? So we'll start with Nature first. What would you say makes a true friend and what makes that friendship meaningful to you? Um, for me, a true friend is someone like they understand me like to the core, you know, and I understand them equally. Um, it's someone that's going to listen and they're not going to be like judgmental. They're going to try to like correct you if you need it. Just someone that's there like is a rock and they're really strong for you and they care for you like family. That's what it is for me. Like um, like a sibling, a mom, a dad, like a friend is just someone so close and so dear to your heart. Um, and yeah, it's just someone I can trust with um, everything in my life. And mm, that's I nice. Think that's like, you're not asking for too yeah. much. Just someone who's there and it's not going to be like, well, I think you should be this person. They take you as you are. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, because I'm like very like, I can get crazy, like have fun. I obviously have fun, whatever, but most of the days I like to just be chill and stuff, you know, and I had a friend, she used to come over all the time and I was like, I'm grateful because she would just come over and like watch movies and stuff, you know, and it would be fine. I'm like someone that doesn't require me to do too much on a daily basis because I don't want to go out. I don't want to do all that. I, I just want to like nice. relax. Malik, what would you say makes a true friend and what, what makes the friendship uh, meaningful for you? Um, I think it'll have to be effort because, um, well, any friendship is a two-way street. It can't be, if it's, if it's too heavy-handed, it will never last. Um, I think another thing that's always, always been important to me is honesty. Um, and I think just, well, honesty and being unjudgmental, um, because it's just like there's people in the past they've kind of like trying to be nice or even like they might like behind my back they might be like trying to cuss me out but then to my face they're just like oh yeah Malik yeah you're the best person ever but then behind my back they're like oh Malik's the worst I'm just like nah I can't (laughs) can't be dealing with that Um, so yeah I just want someone who's like honest with me if they have something to say if it's something I'm doing wrong or something they don't understand as to why I'm doing rather than just call me out about it because once the truth is out and both people's opinions have been said then you can deal with it because it's a lot it's a lot easier to come to a conclusion when you're dealing with the truth than to deal with all lies and smoke and smoke and mirrors um also someone that's unjudgmental because with with friendships it's kind of like where you want to be yourself if you have problems you want to like turn to them and um, there's nothing worse than trying to like say something and you can feel the person is just judging every single word you're saying because then that can create more fear and you can kind of close up. Whereas with the, the friendships I have now, I know that I can say whatever and then I know that they're listening to me and they're not like judging me. And even if I do say something that's a bit mad or a bit crazy, then they're gonna tell me, pull me up about it. And I can think, okay, cool. That's the title line. Let me just fix up and work on this. So it just makes me feel comfortable. 
it's just chill. Yeah, I think that's nice. Well. Uh, you don't want to have ja- Jacqueline Hyde friends, friends who are, <laughs> and then when they're behind you, like, don't like him. <laughs> he's, 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 he's not that guy. Mm-hmm. You don't want that. Um, that's that's a really important thing. Uh, you don't want that in your friends, do you? Um, Marcel, what would you say makes a true friend and what makes uh, that friendship meaningful to you? Yeah, I think it's interesting because it's kind of similar to both Majors and Malik's. But I think because of the person that I am, if you're in my heart, you stay there forever. I'm that type of person. So when what I would love in a friendship, you know, when what makes it meaningful is when someone is there for you and is loyal and loves you for you. Um, so kind of similar to what's already been said that it's not just what you do for them but it's also that they genuinely like you and your personality and want to hang out and spend time with you um, also definitely someone that's not un- that is understanding and non-judgmental because I know some of my friends have said I feel like I, I could tell you that I'd kill the person you'd be like oh okay well how has that affected you so <laughs> um, I'd like that back that's that's nice <laughs> to know that you can you know you help each other through stuff and also someone that's not afraid of hiccups in a friendship either because you know we're all imperfect none of us are gonna do things perfectly but just you know that open communication where you may have an issue but then you work through it together it's not where you, people drop you straight away they they're willing to work on it and you move mm, on i think that's nice and i like that expression that you that you mentioned you know if you have that connection that love or that affinity for someone that that stays in your heart like forever which is a really nice thought as well to be able to say that about people that you care about that it's not like oh it's a fleeting thing uh like a fleeting friendship or a f- fleeting love which is what we see a lot in, in the world, isn't it? People, you like them on Monday and then you hate them on Wednesday and then they're strangers to you by Friday. Uh, you don't want it to be like that. So that's nice. Uh, Tim, I pose this question to you. What would you say makes a true friend and what makes it? What makes that friendship meaningful to you? Um, <clears throat> I think someone who, well, effort, as we mentioned, also someone who's willing to, I think it's part of effort, but just be loving. So as was being mentioned, you know, if mistakes are made or something, you address it. Um, someone who allows me to, they don't put me down for being me. Um, I'm someone in terms of friendships, I'm not semi-skimmed, I'm full fat milk. So I'm just like, I, I don't like to do like diluted friendships. So helping joking and stuff like that we don't have to do that all the time and we don't have to do all of those things maybe different friendships are different but i don't like friendships where there's loads of walls up all the time and still after a long period of time me and you were talking as well that there's some people that we know and we know as much about them now as we did like a year before the pandemic and that's not necessarily a good thing because if you're really friends you should know at least a little bit more other than oh you're human and you breathe oxygen um <laughs> yeah um yeah i think um patience is another thing as well um but yeah give and take um someone who's not going to just be volatile runoff or um like malik said who's been in an experience where you've been helping people and it was almost as if they were waiting for you to make a mistake and then soon as something happened, they're like, oh my goodness, yes. Everyone's on that bandwagon, literally. 
and they're like, yes, yeah, let's get the pitchforks out for Tim. Um, so rather than just being like, yeah, you're wrong, or this is mad, try to help. Um, if you see, like, it's, it's like a sort of metaphorical, if someone was to trip up, you help them up rather than kick them while they're down. Um, yeah, and then also as well, you know, depending on the friendship, don't be afraid to joke. You know, you, you're allowed to have fun. Um, it's not all business. You're allowed to have fun, enjoy, talk as well. And not, I'm atrocious when it comes to just small talk. So, you know, I can talk about all sorts of things, but being able to vary conversation as well, being able to actually, um, you know, both invest into the friendship, not just one side, whether it's them or me, just invest in both, invest into it. Yeah, I think that's nice. I think. For me, uh, I'll just go straight into my answer as well. I think that, for me, what makes a true friend is, yeah, someone who you can ultimately just be yourself around. Um, You don't need to be, like, I always say this, like, you don't have to be a version of yourself. Like, oh, I can only be the funny guy in front of this person. Like, I can't be an emotionally invested person or someone who talks about certain subjects. It's like, oh, we can only talk about ministry. Like, we never talk about anything that's not, like, you know, scriptural. Uh, I don't know them apart from their ministry record. That's all I know is that they're pioneering. I don't know anything else about them. Or that, Mm. oh, um, you can't be open or, um, yeah, just yourself around someone. I think for me, what makes a true friend is someone who I can be that around. I can talk to them about serious things, spiritual things, funny things, anything. And it's completely comfortable and I feel comfortable doing that and they feel comfortable doing that with me as well it doesn't mean they're always going to just be pouring their heart out to me but that they know i'm there to do that and vice versa i like that i can have friends who i can just go to and be like oh, you know big man ting like, i've got these issues and that or this is bugging me and they'll just listen or it's like oh um there's this funny there's this funny thing i saw let me show it to you and they'll laugh or whatever not like i'm doing it oh just so i'm showing that i'm a joke or anything but i can share a joke with them and then not be weird. Um, yeah, and I think what makes it meaningful is having that, like the scripture says, you know, have to, to have an interchange of encouragement and also to building. It's like, mm. I don't want to just be someone who takes as part of the friendship. It's like, you just give me the encouragement. You just upbuild me all the time and I don't do anything for you. Or the other way around. I don't want it to be like, oh, I give and I give and I give and this person doesn't give anything back. Like I never receive anything from them. Um, yeah, so I think what makes it meaningful is having that mm. shared, not responsibility, but having that shared um, kind of just a, no, not even a shared, sharing things with each other to that point where, yeah, we can we can have those conversations or have those experiences shared. It's never just one person gives and the other one receives. I think that's what helps me to have meaningful friendships anyway. Um thanks everyone for those really nice answers i don't think there are any other questions i can think of does anyone else have any points on this particular subject i have um just one little thing in terms of another thing as well being able to be open about issues so in in a situation where you feel the friendship won't just dissolve just because it's like i've got an issue and you feel you're able to talk about it and rather than them being like yeah you just keep talking i'm just gonna i'm just jumping in the car don't worry i'm still listening to you yeah i, I know i'm down the motorway now but i'm still listening to you don't worry someone that you can be able to 
I think the best it, well take this with a pinch of salt don't be wilding out but I said like you know be able to make mistakes um, in front of um, so for example if there, you, there is a slip up or you do have a poor um, bit of judgement or something they can be able to help as well or be able to at least be patient I think that's something else as well yeah and also see the difference between the slip up and then you as a person I think mm. it's super important because you could have wild talk one day and be like I hate everything but instead of them thinking oh yeah that person's really negative now think okay but why are they that way is it you know mm. this their personality is this really them or is it just they're having a bad day I think that's a really big mm. difference yeah, that's true. as well I think exactly what you said there, Marcel, in terms of not just seeing the person as any mistakes or just seeing them, even as just the good things they do, seeing seeing you as an individual, not, oh, this person, like when the um, junior said, oh, this person cooks good food for me, so I want to be their friend, or, oh, this person had a bad day or something like that. Seeing as an individual, I think, is really important because then both parties will feel relaxed so if they have an issue as well they won't have to worry too much about them being oh you know tim's gonna just view me as this issue because you know we have many chapters in the book and we don't just say oh this whole book is this single page that's on the book it's just one page of many chapters in the book yeah i think that's true i think that's a really good point Mm. um ultimately we just want to try to be if we try to be the best friends that we can be i think it helps to see oh hopefully yeah. <laughs> hopefully that gravitates friends to us that will <laughs> that will um respond in kind thank you everyone for your answers i'll move on you'll no longer hear my tones my annoying screeching noises i'm going to hand over to someone with a nicer voice than mine uh, malik you can take it away my friend take it away maestro <laughs> your voice is very nice but <laughs> thanks for the compliment anyway <laughs> well, um, <laughs> Uh, speaking speaking of friends, uh, we'll move on to our next question, um, which I will be directing towards Naja first. And the question is, what is one friendship you're really grateful for and why? Okay, so right now I'm like working on getting more friends and stuff <laughs> because my only friends are like the people in my house really right now. Well, not my only friends, but those are the people that know me the best. Um, but especially my sister that's like right under me she like knows me so well like we can look across the room and we don't have to say anything we're like thinking the same thing all the time I don't have to say it she doesn't have to say it like we just know she understands me like just all the way deep deep inside in a weird way like I don't even know but the time we've spent together obviously has gotten us like so so close so my sister is like my best friend in the whole world but you know i'm trying to get some like friends outside of my house like some people a little bit closer <laughs> great 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 so it's always good to to have such a close bond and have to be able to say that your sister's sister is your best friend um, um yeah. so junior what about uh, you i don't even know if i should say this it, it might it might set set me off or set others in this uh conversation off but you know i'm gonna say it um one friendship i've was really grateful for was the friendship i had with my brother um like it's it's hard i mean it's he was my brother so i was kind of like oh of course but not everybody's actually friends with their family (laughs) but like 
I still feel like even now I mm. have really great friends and to be honest everyone on this conversation is I would regard them as, as such but like it's hard to explain like there was kind of like Neja said like where you can have this connection with a person where it's like you, you just see them across the room and just based on what they're looking like you can kind of tell what they're thinking I, I had that with my brother and I felt like all a lot of our goals and a lot of our um, the things we wanted to do were the same so it's like we would help each other in that regard and I was just grateful to have him as like obviously he was my older brother but I was grateful to have him as kind of like someone who helped me um, keep myself in check because even though he would say like you know sometimes like when I was younger and stuff I was like oh, I don't, wasn't really taking the truth so seriously and he's like no no you know you've got to take it seriously like, you've got to try your best to like be the best kind of brother that you can be and that, that always kind of helped me and yeah a lot of the stuff like even when I would make mistakes he'd never judge me harshly or be like oh basically you're the worst he'd always try to find a way to cheer me up or make me feel happy and stuff like that and it was just like it was only when he passed away I thought oh man like for a long time I didn't have friends who would had assumed that position I do now but I didn't then and I was kind of oh man like I didn't realize how much I depended on this friendship that I had with him so that was a friendship I've really been grateful for and I look forward to you know the new system when I can resume that friendship but yeah that was a friendship that I was really grateful for thank you thank you for sharing that that lovely personal personal thought of us junior um Marcel what about what about you oh I don't know if I can top that now uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah no um Okay, I didn't know we could pick family members, but I'm going to stay clear of my family anyway because they know I love them. Um, yeah, I think I think I really had to think about this one because there have been lots of people indivi- individually that have really meant a lot. But then I think right now, at the moment, one thing that I've really... Who, one person I've really learned to appreciate is my housemate, actually. Um, and I'm really grateful that she's kind of taught me better communication we really do have an open communication between each other and we accept the good and the bad especially when you live with people and you're getting to know them someone that's not your family member that doesn't have that all but your family thing i have to deal with you it's they choose to accept that which i think has been really really nice and i think we both had different situations where we've had to bring stuff up that maybe you don't always want to or you don't always want to with your friends but she's shown that you can have a constructive criticism conversation and it doesn't come from a place of judgment it just comes out of a place of love to help each other improve Mm. so i think that's i've really really appreciated that because it means you just it's a team you know you keep growing together instead of it being easy to get out of um and yeah and she doesn't judge and that's really really great i think i've really appreciated having that and especially through lockdown because if you live in the same house with people and you have to spend time with them all the time it can be really draining but having that through lockdown especially has been really really great nice nice it's it's, it's nice that you've got someone that you can share lockdown with (laughs) and and not like kill each other that's great <laughs> um tim tim what about what about um, you um firstly before i start we're not gonna have any of that slander junior was saying about his voice before <laughs> just, just cut that right out now um 
Anyway, so let me continue with my point. I'm also going to be a bit extra. I'm going to pick sort of two friendships, so sorry. But before I do that, um, like Junior and I think myself said, um, there have been a few friendships that have contributed to a lot of things. I'm quite fortunate, well, quite far <laughs> from the good friendships now. Um, I'm, I'm, I message them quite often. I'm like, don't forget me, please. I'm, I'm ever so nice. Um, yeah. So, um, <laughs> but yeah, I, I'm quite fortunate, especially I think um, me and you, Malik, were talking about um, 2019, how everything was happening then. Mm-hmm. All the friendships, all the different things going on, whether it be cinema, um, Centre Parts would be going to Bournemouth, would be doing other things as well. All of those, or, you know, going abroad, I think it was um, Germany, Malta, um, planning other things as well, Pioneer Days, all these other things they really seemed impossible for years before so it was really nice to have those friendships and also as well the key ones have actually just strengthened over the pandemic which is shows the you know the quality of them as well the two friendships is um one i'm going to leave unnamed but one i'm going to his mum <laughs> um mum's really just you know been been there and so, similar to what junior was saying it might seem obvious but not everyone gets on with their mum um but for me mum's been able to be there for me i remember when literally like inside outside the truth no one really sort of paid any attention to me i was sort of like in the sort of metaphorical corner and no one saw and mum i remember one point things were just going everything was just like collapsing imploding on itself a um, bit of a mess spiritually and stuff like that um, and mum was like I'm not going to give up on you Tim you know? and other people had verbally said yeah I'm done with you Aww. Tim um, so it was mum was the only person that said that and then I was like I need to try and you know do better so even things when it came down to regular pioneering if I can, apart from Jehovah, who helped me do that, the person who I can really contribute that down to is mum. Because without mum, that definitely wouldn't have happened. So anything like, you know, Chelmsford or all the other pioneer days and stuff like that, it's been mum really helped with that. And then also as well, the unnamed person. Um, similar to what Marcel was saying in helping with communication, um, the person has really helped me be able to communicate better because... I say this a lot and people really, I don't think they understand, but I was extremely harsh before and there was still some sort of harsh um, qualities within me because, you know, as we were saying before, when things happen and then you start to be like, you know what, I'm just going to, I'm not going to have any feelings anymore. And then you just get really mean and stuff like that or really like sharp and like all business like. This person helped me to see things a bit more, less black and white, more reasonably. Um, be patient with myself and people like I don't have to be perfect and stuff like that and be able to have fun but also as well be able to know that even if things are, go wrong for a bit the person's not going to run off so that's been like in terms of communication it's been an absolutely amazing friendship and it's given me so much so yeah that's that, that's my experiences mm. nice 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 Tim Shout out to to Mumsy and uh, uh, I'm trying to think of who this unknown person is. 
Um, I guess it's, I guess it's my turn now. Um, kind of, I just want to give a shout out, kind of similar to what Tim mentioned, of just the whole year of 2019, and uh, like everyone I met and everything I did, all the people and friendships that I made, which um was now thinking about it was quite a while ago but also at the same time it kind of wasn't that long ago um but yeah um and then the person friendship i'm really grateful for um who will remain unknown um i met the person 2019 which in in terms of time wise it's not that long and i haven't seen the person since like february of 2020 so it's been like over a year yeah um, some of people's mentioned before about communication and how important it is and um, I say prior to 2020 my communication wasn't too good it was improving but it was still a bit rusty um, so yeah so just over over the whole of 2020 and even this year that person has helped me a lot just in terms of um, being able to well, what I said before about being honest and unjudgmental. I've been able just to talk about whatever's on my mind and kind of work through it. And by working through all problems and stuff like that, it's made me become a better person, um, like mentally and emotionally, which is which is great. Um, and the, the friendship has strengthened so much, which is kind of weird to think of how you haven't seen a person in over a year, yet they're basically like one of your best friends, which is which is amazing. Um, so yeah, shout out, shout out to them. Um, I think Tim might know oh, who it thanks, is. Thanks, yeah. didn't. I, I know you didn't want to say my name. It's it's just all right. Thanks. Man. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so I think does anyone have any other points? Or um, if not, then over to you, Tim. Um, there's one more question to ask, so I shall ask it. Um, we're going to ask everyone. Um, Master, what is one way you could be more loving to those in your life? Oh, okay. You're going to pick on me first. <laughs> um, well. Oh, okay. So, you know how I said earlier about distractions? Mm. Everyone's distracted. I'm one of those people that my stress levels distracts me mm. and consumes me at times. So sometimes I like to do this thing where I kind of block out the world just to get myself centered a bit, um, which is, is good for a bit. But then one thing that I also realized is you kind of need to push through that sometimes because you may be going through something, but if you don't communicate that with other people so that they don't, they just like when you're on the other side of it, you feel like that person's just ignoring you or that that person is busy with other people or other friendships when actually that person's just stressing. So I think for me, it's making sure that the things that I'm going through doesn't consume me and distract me from still reaching out to people and showing love to people. So that's a way that I can be more loving to people around me. Hmm. Okay, that's a, that's a, that's a good one. Thank you. Um, what about you, Junior? Be more loving to those. Um, I think saying it, um, actually displaying... Um, my affection for people or my yeah my love for them whether they're friends or family i think 
would be having more of an outward expression, not just being like, oh, let me just message them on WhatsApp for a, a quick second. Like, oh, hey, how are you? But like doing more um, and saying how much I really care about them as well, letting them know how I feel about them, I think is something I could definitely do. Um, and not just saying it like, oh, well, let me just insert that in the conversation. Like, you know, saying it and really putting some clout behind it, not just being words as well. But being words and deeds, I think that's some that's something I could probably work on doing it more to more people that I care about. Mm, that's that's really quite nice actually. Um, what would you say, Nasia? What's what um, ways you could be more loving to those in your life? <laughs> um, I definitely agree with Junior with that point, and also um, I think I could make more time for people because I'm like kind of a workaholic sometimes and I'll just like work like crazy, you know? And then I won't talk to anybody or anything like that. And then I'll just assume that everyone knows that I'm just working a lot, you know? So I think just if I make more time for the people in my life to let them know I love them and just talk to them and see how they're doing a little bit more, you know? I think that's something I could definitely um, (laughs) do to be more loving or show Mm. how much I love people. Yeah, that's really nice. It's something practical as well. And um, what about you, Malik? Um, It's kind of similar to what uh, Junior and Neja was saying. Just about reaching out and putting in that effort. Because uh, now that we don't see people, it's very easy to think, oh, I should check on this person. But then because you don't physically see them, you, it's mm. very easy to forget. Well, for me anyway. Um, so what I've, what I've been trying to do but I'd like I did I started it and did it like once and haven't <laughs> since. <laughs> so I need to I need to get back into it is if I think of someone that I should message or something I should say to them is to do it straight away. Um and I know it's just like because I think it's best for me to do it straight away, even if it's late or it's at like a, a weird time. Because then at least then they'll they'll see it at some point rather than waiting. Um because there's so many times when it's like like after the meeting and it's like 11 o'clock or something I think oh I should have messaged this person to say they're a great answer a great talk and I go oh that's too late I'll do it in the morning then two days later I'm like oh yeah I totally forgot <laughs> so I think that's just the thing is just being aware of things I want to say and then doing it straight away so I actually get mm. it done yeah that's really good thanks everyone I think myself um, and I want to address coping mechanisms that I have so, for example, I'm like, I think I've, I've noticed, especially this week, that I do certain things because I'm like, oh, um, literally, as I was saying, you know, you extend yourself out and you leave yourself more vulnerable. So what my mind does is it does certain things to sort of give myself a parachute or something like that. So it's like, oh, I'll, I'll say this, but then it limits it because it's like, oh, or add in this comment to him or actually why didn't you just like little really really like dumb things like oh leave this per- this this conversation on mute because then you won't have to see their response and then like you know stuff like that um i think just being more loving more freely um because basically the best example we have jesus did that he loved freely and openly and no matter how people responded to him, he didn't say, you know what, I'm actually done with this love business or I'm just going to only love these people. He did it. So that's the best example for us. So that's what I want to try and want to try and imitate. 
So, it looks like we've come to the conclusion of this uh, really lovely episode. And to answer the question at the beginning, and it is, you know, a little Easter egg if you do know this song. What has love got to do with it? Well, it's got everything. Um, so, um, we want to thank our lovely, lovely and amazing guests who actually have amazing mics. Um, we'd like to firstly thank Marcel. Oh, thank you for having me, guys. We'll be looking forward to having you again in the future. And Naja. Oh my gosh, I feel like like a celebrity <laughs> or something. <laughs> Making a guest appearance. Yeah, so you know, Naja you. got so up fun. extra early. Marcel took time out of her day. So we're really thankful for... Yeah? Oh, Tim, by the way, <laughs> I was not up. Thank you so much. I was like, oh yeah, my gosh, I really got up. Just um, the meekness, you know, just like like Moses, as we're talking about in the week. Um, Anywho, <laughs> thank you both for coming on. And then we have, you know, those regular chats that, you know, we, we hear all the time. We've thank you, Junior, that's it. Thank you. Thanks, guys. And uh, we get ready for the chuckles. Thank you, Millie. You're welcome. Uh, <laughs> guy. Um, so, thank you, everyone, for listening. Um, just a quick um, thing as well um, for those that are struggling at the moment or having a bad time we hope that you're okay thank you if you're not um, I hope this has made us a bit better made it a bit better listening to our podcast we've got other interesting conversations quizzes and um, reviews going on so we look forward to having you join us in the future you, we've got our Instagram up and running the Chit Cat podcast um, on instagram so give that a follow and also as well thank you for our amazing guests and we hope everyone keeps safe um nobody out here raving um you know remember covid's still about and hope you all have a lovely day toodles